0: All right. And welcome to Monday night's Fools Rush In on a night where absolutely nothing is going to script. Uh, Swin in Town didn't get the result we were all expecting after all the jubilation of deadline day. And our squad list for tonight's panel has been decimated with injury and illness. Um, as anyone who saw our late promo, needless to say, you are in for one hell of a night with me and Ben steering the ship. Uh, and on an evening where There's these moments in life where the realisation of just how old you're getting and despite everyone telling me that uh, once I lose the grey hairs and stuff when I have my hair cut, uh, that I'm still young, I'm attending college open days with my son. I certainly don't feel very young. But less, less of the personal chat, more of the fun, filth and cabaret that comes from a fool's night talking about the football right after we roll those titles. get straight into it, as I welcome uh, Mr. FRI himself, the man who's going to be leading all the discussion tonight, I reckon. I might even let him host it. Evening, Ben.
1: Evening, 5 you <laughs> This evening.
0: I saw the terror in your eyes. Every chance I get to say that you might host an episode of Fools, you fucking shit yourself.
1: Do you know what? I One day I might do, but it will be the most disorganised, chaotic episode Which probably won't last more than ten minutes because I would have recorded it without actually going live or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Do what? Let's throw that straight into the chat. Who wants to see Ben host an episode of Fri one day?
1: No. (laughs) Honestly, you really do not. You really do not, and you've got to be like really un unopinionated as a host. Well, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) What me? Yeah, Me, well, you know what I mean. You let the conversation flow and everything, and I'll be just like busy trying to talk all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you've gone straight in and said that I'm unopinionated.
1: You're <laughs> not on the WhatsApp group, I'll tell you that.
0: But oh, the WhatsApp group today, chaos, we can never ever publish what goes on in the fool's rush in. No,
1: WhatsApp no, we'll be closed chat. down. People will be disgusted and might talk to us and watch it again.
0: <laughs> Dear me! Uh, so I've promoted it out on X. Uh, our panel was decimated today. We had lots and lots of people, but everyone seems to have got ill, and no one can make it. So just me and you steering the ship tonight, Ben. Isn't that all right?
1: Yeah, right. Well, meet we'll kick off about something and argue for three hours because that seems. Yeah, to get it's going to cool. be
0: a four-hour masterclass of one-on-one debating,
1: one-on-one debate. Yeah, one-on-one arguing bickering, <laughs> and bickering <laughs> and. Um, so,
0: so football aside, let, let's get the let's get the proper admin out of the way. Football aside, how was your weekend?
1: My football weekend has been um...
0: no, no. You're already not listening. Football aside, how was your weekend?
1: Oh, football aside, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's been all right. I've I've worked all weekend, really, Saturday and Sunday. So it's been like England lost the cricket, Swindon lost the football. I know it's football aside, but other than that, I've worked. So it's how, been how quite did dull. The
0: I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not a massive cricket follower, but I know England had to do some sort of record uh, run chase, and Jimmy Anderson was saying on the media that they've got 100 odd overs to do it, but they're going to try and do it in 60.
1: Well, yeah, well, let's. England had a, had to chase 400 runs to win. Now, the highest anyone has ever hit in a four fittings in India is 299, so we had to smash it a world record by 100. It was never really on, let's be honest, um, but. England really do fancy themselves, but, yeah, it was never really on, and we ended up losing by 110 runs or so, so we we gave it a good go. You know, we got a lot of runs, but it was just, we were, you know, weren't nearly enough, we got beat. Uh,
0: Ben, you're a man of the people, so can I ask you to do me a favour, please? Uh, Mrs A, uh, Joe is one of those who is feeling particularly under the weather at the moment. Can you send her a heartfelt get well soon to make her feel better, please?
1: Oh, Joe, Joe, get yourself a nice warm cup of hot chocolate, nice blanket, something soft. Get the telly on, stick fools on, and enjoy your evening and watch two twats go at it all night. <laughs> wow! Thank we've taken the wrong. You know.
0: There's another Fri out of context clip for someone to do. <laughs> uh, please ask if we could get Harry McCurdy to host a show. Uh, we probably could have done. Until deadline day. But now that he's a Swindon player again, he won't be able to talk to us.
1: I know. But (laughs) if anyone watched, actually, anyone watched his interview, it's really heartfelt. And, like, really nice to hear, actually. It just makes you go, oh. (laughs) So I do recommend anyone who's watched the Harry McCurdy interview to watch it. Because it's, um, yeah, he actually opens up a little bit there uh, over this past 18 months. It's been quite hard for the fella. So, uh, yeah. I I'm, I'm of, well in Camp McCurdy.
0: Speaking of interviews, if, if anyone missed it earlier tonight, Nathan Thompson was on Official Supporters Club and and that was a really good listen. That's that's probably one of my favourites of the last, I don't know, two years that they've done.
1: Yeah, I've not watched it yet. Um I plan to um and maybe do that at some point tomorrow. But yeah, I have read the notes that he talks about Bristol City, which you know obviously it was a, it was a, a police disturbance. He, he he rattled them that much that they called the police on him. Yeah. And um, yeah, and and the controversial pre-Preston, whatever happened there, because that wasn't the Swindon team that we watched all season. um, balls up. Um, whether I'm yet to see, so I'm interested to find out um, whether there was interference or wasn't interference, and what they actually did. Um, I know they've sort of trained at Villa at one bit, but you know, oven behind the door, what closed doors, don't really know what happened. But that was right fuck up.
0: Michelle says McCurdy interview brought tears to my eyes. Love him. Evening, you two. Good evening. Good evening. Um, rest assured, everybody. The, the the klaxon went out, the sirens went out. People saw the pictures that it was just me and Ben and they could not let it be. Um, regardless of anything else, uh, when when the fools are, are understaffed, people come running. And no one is more dependable than Mr. Nine Episodes in a row. Evening, Woody. <laughs>
2: Evening, evening. I couldn't let us lose re- viewers now, could I? really <laughs> no, couldn't
1: let us re- lose same. viewers. Um, <laughs> no, especially, especially
2: after all the good feedback I had from uh, from Friday, um, from my little rant about the uh, forum. Uh, I've had some really nice messages, actually, so it's quite nice to be the person who is uh, getting away with ranting. Um,
1: yes, a
3: quite nice. Right well, well, let's not
0: get too far, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Let's not go too far. Um But Woody's not the only one who came to save us, Ben. <laughs> Nick's Boy, here too.
1: Oakers okay, Road. Oakers oh okay, okay. Road.
3: Yeah. There is no way anybody could ever allow Fifey and Ben on their own. <laughs> no way at all. Really okay, that's been... the second
0: one. Who wants to see Fifey and Ben do an episode on no, their no, own?
3: No, 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 Just, it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> end of season special. It's a no. We, we would be end up being as bad as some other shows that are on the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what are you saying about mine and Ben's presentation style there, Nick? That's bag out of Oh, home, oh it's
3: nothing to do with that. It's just <laughs> the... Uh, um, slight difference of opinion and yeah. you want to stop Ben talking for three hours
2: <laughs> well actually funny enough you say that Nick because my other ass just said to me when are you going on then I said oh he introduces everybody individually <laughs> and I said but Ben will be talking for about ten minutes and then we'll get about a minute and a half each and then we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> on
0: show no I'm not having any
1: takeout no I had him McDonald's earlier oh, so that's a complete no. lie
0: <laughs> oh, let's not get involved. with that. No, uh, Woody, no. Pe- Woody, Pete says, uh, who's going
2: to win the Super Bowl, the 49ers or Taylor Swift's team? <laughs> um, I, I, I think it will probably be Taylor Swift's team, to be honest, but I'd like it to be the 49ers. Um, although Taylor Swift's team are representing the NFC, so um, it would be quite good for them. But um, yeah,
0: it'd be all right uh who's the who's the half time act this year
2: i actually don't know do you know what no it's
0: i don't know either which means it's no one massive it's not going to draw the the crowds in like the year shakira did it with jayla or rihanna last year if i remember rightly
2: um i got a feeling it's neo and by the way sorry i got it wrong um 49ers are representing the nfc so i i want them to win um i'm sure it's neo i want to say it's neo
0: okay
2: oh that could be fun um, oh,
0: no. While you, while you fact-check oh, no, that...
2: That's close enough. Is it Usher?
0: Usher? That'd be even better.
2: Hey, same era. Usher. Yeah,
0: all over that. Um, gentlemen, there is another fool come to rescue us. And I don't have my little attendance record in front of me, but I do believe this might be episode number one of 2024 for a man who is no more than, I believe, 25 minutes from my front door and still hasn't bothered to come and visit me. Even Kieran.
4: Even if I feel right.
0: Yeah, not bad. What, what's that accent? I don't know. I just forgot how
4: to speak or something. Premier <laughs> rooms and travelling about, con- about the country at the minute. It's confusing me. I don't know where, where I am or what I am at the minute. Woody thought he was a dishwasher bowl earlier, but... <laughs>
1: nice shirt, by the way. We did that last week. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't watch yeah. it,
4: but... Uh... No, he only watches episodes he's on so that he could show people no, at concerts. Uh,
0: he's equally I famous. I watched... Watch them if there's a
4: game or something. Well, I watch I dip in and out to say hi, but no. It's to be fair, I didn't even realise I packed it. I pack one football shirt each week and it's this week it's Purple's rotation.
1: It's the green who's the guest this week anyway then it's uh if Kieran's on.
0: <laughs> to be fair, you say that I didn't turn up for Alan <laughs> Connell. No, he didn't turn up for Alan Connell. Did, no, you, just did. Time... Were you were you poorly or something? <laughs> no, I
4: had, I had my little one, so... <laughs> oh, fair enough,
1: fair <laughs> okay, enough. That's it, that's it.
4: Little one has no interest in Alan Connell. No, she doesn't barely has interest in football. She's what was it. the Connell?
1: song? Not... Alan Connell had a song. Every time I try and think of it, it was always Alan McCormack's. Alan, Alan.
0: Oh, it's, because, it's just because you just hear the name Alan. Anyway, we have important admins take care of i suggested uh on the last episode that february's intro questions were going to be chocolate based and then forgot all about it until today where i frantically tried to well find a panel first and foremost and then get the panel to do something chocolate related but there was limited to no replies at the time however those that have come to rescue the occasion have brought chocolate with him uh woody let's start with you and your thousand calorie masterclass he that's not,
2: because I wasn't going to have chocolate. I'll tell you what I felt. I've I've eaten half of it, right? That's yeah. it. If we compare it now, I've got a fat head, right? And I've eaten <laughs> half of it, okay? Hang um, on, I'll tell you
0: what I can do to emphasise this. Let me put you on solo layout.
2: There we go, look. 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 It's like the woman... <laughs> they seem bigger on
4: the photo. Uh, that's what she said.
2: Um, but the um, <laughs> Yeah, you can take me off now. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to take the phone, Genuinely... <laughs> Genuinely, I actually feel I, I love Reese's. Um, you guys, most of you guys know, Bet I absolutely can. love Reese's. And I wasn't going to bother with um, the chocolate today because I think the, there was an original suggestion about Cadbury's the white chocolate cream egg, um, which is elite, by the way. It is nice. I'll give you. I've had one, but the um, but my daughter bought home. I, she went to like one of those better bargains, home bargains, or whatever they're called, and um, it was like the half pounder cups of Reese's, and I was like, oh my god. Like, I'm trying to watch my weight, and I'm in heaven. So now I am literally watching my weight because every time I look down, I see it, yeah, and out. it's just. And I was just like eating it, and I'm just. Mate, there going I feel like, like, like,
0: like I've got heavier just looking at it. I'm,
2: I'm just sat there like, whilst you're doing the intro. This is why I'm glad Ben took ten minutes because otherwise you wouldn't even see me go like that. Oh my god! And I'm just looking <laughs> over, going, oh, "I feel sicky in this." <laughs> so it's very nice, but my god, that is that is pure peanut butter. That that is. Oh.
1: I love uh-huh. peanut butter. I used to like, eat up the spoon of oh. that. Oh,
2: I, do, I do love peanut butter. Reese's
0: is something about that peanut butter in there. But it's
2: oh, they're very nice. American,
1: butter.
0: isn't it? Yeah. is just throwing <laughs> random chocolate facts at us. For example, wagon wheels, you no longer have to grin to get them in. That should be their marketing slogan on the adverts.
1: Can you
0: imagine it? Uh, That's, Nick. Because...
1: Oh, go- go on, ben. That's because chocolate has shrunk throughout the years. It's got more got expensive whatever. and the bars have got smaller. And it's disgrace. Just, yeah, uh, it just honestly, they'll be t- they they'll be getting cities, little fun yeah. size. They'll be the same size as fun size soon. <laughs> the fun size the fun
0: ones fun are very size. important. <laughs> uh, if, what have you what have you brought as chocolate related?
3: Well, um, as you know from last week, we had a, a family day on Sunday for sort of my birthday celebration. And amongst yep. the other things that I was very lucky to receive, um, I've got that.
0: Ooh. Yes, partner's favourite.
3: That all Ooh. controversial. I've got four, that yes! I've got that. Standard lunchbox. box. Another one of those. All right. <laughs> Mr. Bourneville. I've got Oh, oh, God. oh, oh, God. God. oh Nick! Oh, Nick. Oh, <laughs> Nick. Oh, he's really
4: so solid on two oh,
3: of them.
0: Oh,
3: Nick! That's a bad one, shout. The only one that's been opened is yes. The good old a, a Turkish delight. Mm. That is a terrible <laughs> shout, Nick. No, no, <laughs> that's no. a diabetic <laughs> naughty, Nick, naughty box. Me and Woody, we know. Yes. So, right. so, yeah, so I had a good day. Well, apart from the result of the football, I had a good day on Saturday. Excellent. So that was a few of the things that I was lucky enough to receive. Well, wow. very
0: good. Uh, yeah. Kieran, all the way from the West Midlands, what are you bringing us chocolate? <laughs> the home of Cadbury's, by the way.
4: The well, it is, it is Cadbury's because there was only one chocolate in the Premier Inn vendor machine that I case <laughs> got got three minutes to nine because I <laughs> got scared. And I paid £1.20 for it. And it's a twelve. Now, I'm not going to pretend I don't know what twirls taste like. They're basically just a flake that's got their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, like, controversially, chocolate shouldn't go in the fridge in winter, only in the summer, just to stop it melting. But
0: Right, no, that, that yeah. is a great question, because this has caused debate at work recently. Um, so I'll start with you, Kieran. Ch- um, chocolate in the fridge, yes or no, generally? No. Nick? Yes. Woody? no no ben
4: absolutely
1: it's something sarah taught me so yeah (laughs) 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 no it tastes better melt in the
0: mouth you heartless (laughs) bastards (laughs) (laughs) that's outrageous by the way (laughs) kira sorry i love you ben uh, we've got some comments coming in, mainly from Nick's Roundup. Corner shop has been raided. Nothing left after Nick got all those. <laughs> <laughs> um, mouth poison, Nick. Oh, that's got to be to do with Turkish Delight. Uh, Thomas says, Turkish Delight. I've just thrown up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nick! Poison.
1: Poison. Well...
0: I would love someone now to go back and just clip Nick's face there for out-of-context
1: <laughs> FRI. Yay. Great. In fairness, though, it must be great for Nick. He so can buy all this chocolate, Turkish Delight. No, no fucker's going to nick it. It must be wonderful.
3: <laughs> and also, I should have brought that up. I've got a big tin really, of, of real t- Turkish Delight of four uh. different flavours. Oh,
2: Oh yeah! I didn't even
3: know you could get. So I've got that one to tuck into yet. Oh Nick, that's
0: oh, horrific. Uh,
3: oh, no. Nick,
2: oh, Nick,
0: Nick, a man. Nick V, all the way from the states, <laughs> saying fridge yes. See, that? Sandra...
2: That's a weird because isn't chocolate in the states de- most of it's dehydrated chocolate, like flake? So does it doesn't melt, so it doesn't need to go in the fridge? Um...
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> flakes don't melt.
2: No, what, what if you put them in the microwave? Is it flakes or is it twirls?
1: <coughs> I've heard it's it. It's surely one
0: most chocolate melts if you put it in the microwave. Well, we know what we're doing next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're <all> just microwaving <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, I wouldn't be able to attend that one because I don't own a microwave. So there we go. What? Uh, yeah, don't own a microwave. We got... We, we never had uh, reason to have one. We got bought one as a wedding present all those years ago. We started purposely buying the stuff to put in it so not to waste it. And then thought, no, now we're just spending money on the shopping we don't need. So we just got rid of the microwave. There you go. Kieran looks <laughs> somewhat disgusted by my <laughs> lack of microwave. <laughs>
4: You're us know the lazy what
1: about now, reheating stuff, though? What about if you've got something like left over I've oh, preheated back in the microwave?
0: Mate, do I look like someone who has leftovers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
2: we thought you might be like me, Fifey, and cook for two when you only need to cook for one.
0: I do cook for two when I only need to cook for <laughs> one, oh, right, but do okay, I look like right. I have leftovers? <laughs> 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 I don't maintain this figure with leftovers. New meal every day. Anyway, we we've, we've ventured well far away from what I was expecting. That
1: to was Swindon lot <laughs>
0: Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's what uh, that's what the people want us to talk about. They want us to talk about Swindon losing at the weekend. Um, well, I think the game of two halves pretty much sums that one up. Uh, yeah. for, for, at least from my perspective, um, first half seemed very promising. Uh, that Swindon took the lead as well, uh, which I know Woody in particular was very happy with, and uh, and then it all just kind of same shit, different day, really, wasn't it? Uh, ben, let, I want to come to you first because I saw your tweet yesterday, just saying Bruit Van Dyke handshake. Shit to dealing with long balls. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was quite cross with, um, with with the goals of winning. And the second one just made my blood boil because it was just so avoidable. Um, if we were just talking about the goals conceded, it was just... It, 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 the, the problem with this game in time... Well, there's games like Crew, which you, we're just really angry because we're so unbelievably shit. But it's back to the period where we seem to have won the game comfortably. You know, the first half, you know, they're the most informed team in the division, Newport. They've just got new ownership. They've done really, really well. Good scouts have just beaten Stockport and Wrexham. You're thinking, tough challenge, and we've coped with them well all game. They've barely had a chance, and we've had quite a few half chances, half decent ones. We should be leading at half time. Then we take the lead. And i mean, just thinking, just defend properly for five, ten minutes, and then you've done the hard work and could probably go off to win the game properly. But then they just let them back in straight away with quite a sloppy goal and the winner itself it's fuck me just fucking just it. <laughs> <headed. laughs> just just it, 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 I, 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 I'm, I know there's lots of people quite like bruit and i've been quite critical of bruit so i might be looking at medical but he's just jumping ahead don't it, it's like van dyke did exactly the same thing if we watch and watch the liverpool game where he should have just jumped and headed it and danger's gone and same with Bruit, and he didn't. He just let the ball just go over his head and then it just put the matey through and put it in. And it's just so avoidable. And yeah. maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being harsh with Bruit is just coming back from injury. But we look so much more solid with uh, FBT, And Fpt's not our centre-back, we know that. But he seems to be a better centre-back than Bruit is at the minute. Um, yeah, so it's quite one Yeah, uh, well, I know it's one error, but I'm very, very cross. (laughs) Because Um, we
0: didn't cross that game. We'll dive into into all that, but we've we've had a question set in, so let's attack this one early. A question for the panel when appropriate. Who made the best impact of the new signings on Saturday? Um, Mm, Ben, let's start with you then.
1: Right. Our new number (laughs) seven. (laughs) Al Bazadi. Yeah, yeah. I think his pace looked fierce, and I think a couple of good crosses in the box. He looked quite good. Um, I think, uh, obviously, you've got Harry, and immediately when he picked up the ball, wide cut to the side, made him space for himself, and that was just the touch of old um, Harry that we know and love. Um, just I really would like you can't
0: yeah, name I'm... every new player.
1: Yeah, I know. But uh, and McGurk should have scored as well, did well to make himself. But I think, I think we made too many substitutes because we had about five debutants. And the second half came really disjointed, and we didn't need that many subs. And in anything, the subs we needed to make were sort of midfield at the back. Instead of, um, we don't have that central defensive midfielder. What we needed to put on, we didn't have. And the forwards were doing fine.
0: We've got
1: but, the best midfielder in League Two, apparently, in do Khan. Yeah, he's not. He's, I, I love the fact that he's building up our players and he, he's, he's encouraging them and he builds up confidence. The other man at last manager didn't do, but he's also talking shit. And he <laughs> is talking. <laughs> um, um, Khan is not even a center defensive midfielder, never mind one of the best ones in the league and an elite central defensive. He's not. He's not. He's a uh, number eight. Best going forward than defending can't pass very well. Um, that 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 is Khan, and um, yeah, he's he's just not a centre defense. We don't have one since we got rid of one, and gave away for free. Um, we don't have one that should have been one of on the first on the shopping list. Lovely, we got all these attacking players, but we, we were crying out for a, a good CDM and we didn't get one. And recommend- it cost us it it two points, I think, on uh, uh, three points in Sally.
0: Can recommend that you don't become a sports agent if that's how you're. Uh, if you're if you're describing players, uh, best of number eight. These are going forward. Can't pass very well.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, all oh, right. I've got a great monster monster. I've got a great deal for you. <laughs> Woody, do you remember that, that agent? What's his name? Monster monster. The big cigar. What was his name?
0: Oh, anyway, Woody you- Different I- time man. <laughs> Should I? Really? Never, no, I've, I've
1: that never one. No, no, You're the footballer. You I've
2: never heard somebody go, Oh, he's a good number eight who can't pass. <laughs> like, that's, that's a centre midfielder's key job is to fucking pass the ball. <laughs>
1: he can't, though. Can't, he can't pass very well. It's the weakest part.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I swear you said so basically, you Ben, you're saying he's not a footballer. Yeah, he's no, he can. Player, you know, he, can, he, can he, he
1: can, he's very good at taking it forward with two players on top of him. He can hold it off well. He's got a good turn of pace on him, and like that's all right. But he's just not very it, passing his
4: as part of the game. Anyway. So, you probably should play rugby or something. <laughs> or
0: game where he holds Jesus on. Christ, this is going <laughs> off track so quick. Woody, which of the new players?
2: Uh, so, we're we talking about just the new players on deadline day.
0: Uh well no, I'll give you anyone signed in January. I still I still
2: and I'm not just saying this because he scored and I, I think I love him, but I think it's uh <laughs> I'm gonna say Glatzel, I think. I think you know he scored the goal. Um he did create if you look at the extended highlights, he's created a couple of chances. I know Alberzedi came on and um you know he he runs I fast. Think, runs fast, yeah. Um but you know, <laughs> and it sounded like he created a bit of fair play to him. That's what we want him to do. But I think Glatzel still you Know he's obviously got the goal. Um, I will reflect a little bit later on, I'm not going to make excuses for, but on the defending from both sides, actually. Um, mm-hmm. for the goals, uh, but
3: we'll talk about that in a minute, I guess.
0: Yep, uh, Nick, on the question, which are the new players?
3: I'd, I'll go along with Woody Glatzel. I think he looks class, got good movement. Um, obviously, he's got, got the first goal, which will be which is massive. Uh, when you come into a new club and uh, you're talked up by um sort of the, the manager in you know lots of ourselves are say what a good player he looks so Karen. yeah i'll go glatzel i think he's going to be class for us
0: kieran
4: yeah i think glatzel as well um he's got the goal he's taking it well he looks like he's getting himself about on the pitch and stuff i don't think really any of the signings we've made on deadline day made much of an impact because they've been with us for two, two days. There's no, they've not, didn't make much of an impact in the game and the way we played, which is why you, you don't chuck about five on for a debut. But that's that was a while later. Um, I think that's all. maybe you could make a bit, a little bit of a case for McCurdy if he'd scored the goal. Um, but he, he nearly, he nearly got, nearly grabbed the winner towards later on and. Yeah, I, uh, I think Glatzel's the, the one that's made the most impact across him and him and Davoy probably across the two games that they've been involved in so far' been sort of made the most impact. Um, okay. But I think next, next Saturday it'd be interesting to see who makes an impact after a four week of training with uh, new no new ones.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, what, I, what I really appreciate personally is when uh, everyone watching can see that maybe uh, this uh, an episode hasn't been produced to its fullest. They just live produce it for me. Uh, So instead of me having to come up with questions for everyone, they're just doing the questions for me. Uh, So, guys, the next one coming out of the chat uh, is a mix of opinions. I'm interested to see which team you're on. So we've got one comment from Jason saying, start Pharrell. And one from Thomas saying, Pharrell Johnson's going to be January's Brooklyn Genesini. (laughs) So... After an accumulated, I don't know, fifteen minutes on the pitch or something, uh, where are we on on uh, on Johnson? Well, Let's go reverse thought, order. Oh, oh, go
2: on, then, Woody. I was going to say, didn't didn't um, when we signed him, didn't they say he was going to be kind of a long project? Robot? And I think, given that we did sign Connor McCarthy as well, I can kind of understand why that might be now. Um, he he wasn't even in the squad, was he, Johnson on no. Saturday? Um, so yeah, I mean. I don't think he's going to, he won't be Jedesini because he's played 15 minutes um, this <laughs> half of the season. So, um, but the, I, I think I'd like to see him edge in a little bit more. I, you know, I'd like to see him um, because I think he, you know, was it Nottingham Forest we got him from, wasn't it? Yep. And so he's not going to be shit. You know what I mean? He's, you know, that's, that's a decent, decent academy there that he's come through. Um, so, yeah. And he's a big lad as well, which is, um, he might have headed that ball away. Um, but well, he, no, because if you
0: remember, thinking back to his first game, you said, "Why doesn't he head the ball?"
2: Well, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, he wouldn't have even needed the head of the ball because he's that tall; it probably would have just hit him on the top of the head. Um, but actual yeah, six foot four. Yeah, yeah. So I think I I reckon he's taller than six foot four. You know, but the um, yeah. So I I I I'm not fussed if we start. I don't want him to start because there's obviously a reason he's not starting at the moment. Um, but the same could be said about Jenna Senior, I guess. But the um, um, but I just think that let's ease him in. He is our player, so um, and he's going to be a couple of steps ahead of, let's say, Mintern, for example, in terms of his development and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think he'll play more though towards the end of the season, especially when we get into those midweek games.
0: Okay, Kieran, thoughts on Johnson? <clears throat>
4: Yeah, I think echo really what what he said. he, he came they came out and said he was gonna be sort of a project, he's not gonna be involved in the first team, which when they initially said that when we had no fucking defenders and players, you were like, Jesus Christ, but they've obviously pulled we've got defenders now, we've got some depth in there. Um, And I think that's probably fair to the young lad as well, where we're probably not going to be great defensively. If he's starting lots and lots of games, he'll be used as a scapegoat very quickly for being a 19-year-old. But he's going to be the sort of player that we want in terms of the way that Nottingham Forest youth probably played, the way that obviously we want every manager to play sort of actual football um, and sort of passing possession game. He's he's a big lad and he's, he's going to do well. In the lower leagues, I think, if he can sort of, as long as he's strong um, and can head a ball, he'll be all right. But I think we'll see more of him as the season progresses. And I think particularly when it mathematically becomes we've not got anything to play for, I think that'll be the time that we'll see him... Be involved with a lot more games, sort of getting ready for next year. But I don't think we should rush him into it either but by starting him all the time. I think at the minute he needs to just be eased in, particularly with the way our form's been and the way our defending's been and the way the, way the club is. Um, I think it could get, he could very quickly be scapegoat, which means we could lose a good player very quickly if he doesn't want to. If he doesn't perform to his best, so I think yeah, just <clears throat> slowly but surely with him. I think he'll be a slow burner, but I think he he's got the he's got a lot of potential for us, which is good. Okay,
3: uh, Nick, do you agree? Is he got the raw ingredients? From well, from what we've seen, and like you say, with his background, but I was quite surprised he wasn't on the bench actually because he 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 would give you a couple of options because he is um, we're told a centre half, but obviously he came on at left back, so so that that gives you two options and. Um, I mean, we'll probably go on it later, but just while I think of it, um, I think Gunning made a massive error by moving Blake Tracy to left back when the previous week he described the pairing is elite uh, league two centre backs. So that was quite a surprise that he did that, you know, albeit that we've all been crying for uh, FBT to play left back. Um, so yeah, at least he's been working
0: on centre back all week, and then yeah,
3: put it, on to mm-hmm. yeah, it seemed a bit of a weird, weird substitution to make in in moving across. But right. obviously, Kakaola was again.
2: injured, wasn't he? Somebody was saying I don't, that I don't know. was injured, I don't know. Um, and which is what I agree, with you Nick. I thought, um, although, like I said, I can understand why not to put Johnson in the squad in terms of his own development and him being a long term project. I think it was a bit strange that we had two centre backs on the bench and no fullback. Yeah. Um, you know, it would have just made maybe a little bit more sense just to take him for that cover, and lo and behold, a fullback gets injured. And, um, from my knowledge, anyway, I believe he got injured, and uh, uh, and we've got no one to bring him on for, and we've had to change not just the personnel, but we've had to change the shape as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's a shame, really. Uh,
0: Ben, finally, your
1: thoughts on Johnson? Um, very little we've seen of him other than. The club said that he's going to be a project. He clearly can play left-back and centre-back because he was left-back against Bradford. And what I saw of him, he looked quite good with the feet, pulling the ball out a little bit. He's big, he's strong, he's tall. But really, other I haven't have much of an opinion of him because he didn't feature at all versus Newport. And he looked solid enough against Bradford. So we'll see what happens. OK, uh,
0: next one that's come through. Uh, we kind of touched on this. On Friday's episode, but it's good when you've got actual names to discuss. Uh, Jason asked, would you play Brewer or Minton at CDM? Um, we did, like I say, briefly discuss this. For me personally, Minton, no. Um, Brewer, I can see the p- potential benefit, but I do, I think on reflection, agree with the point, I believe it was you made Woody on Friday, that if you stick Brewer in that position with the the normal midfielders that you'd select, it suddenly looks a lot more defensive. Um, so, you'd have to have the balance right. Um, but yeah, for, for me, uh, Brewitt, I could see Clayton. Yes, if he was to ever, you know, actually play football again, um, he would be the other one I, I could see playing there. But it'd be one of those two. I, I don't see Winter <coughs> playing there personally. Um, who hasn't gone first yet? Nick.
3: Uh, um, I would say, and, and this is based on, and I think it was a pre season friendly. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it might have been against Plymouth, where or it might have been in one of the Mickey Mouse games. Can't remember anyway. Uh, Minton played that role and he played really, really well. So um, I would agree with you if Clayton's fit. Um I think that's where he played at Liverpool. So obviously Clayton, but I I wouldn't worry if Minton went in there. And now he's got a bit of experience of playing first team football. So I think he could do a job there. Okay, would he?
2: um yeah i kind of agree with nick in some ways it i mean obviously i was about to say that bruitt with i would have said on friday Brew it would be the one to break up play and head of the ball away um <laughs> <laughs> the um, i guess i was i was thinking about this shortly after friday's episode and i thought if you put Brewitt in there as we as when we're on the ball and in the transition if you're pushing dokes and kakolo on, Brewitt can sit in and then we still got kind of a you know like a four man yeah. midfield or a five man midfield so mm-hmm. um i think you know and that leaves us with the center backs further back so i wouldn't necessarily rule it out but it's not something we do at the moment so um you know i said I, you know I hold my hands up on friday i thought well we don't really need to play a CDM because you know we seem to be a bit more structured at the back maybe not better quality but definitely more structured at the back and then uh, and then obviously saturday happened but the um yeah, I think Minton. I don't know. It's one of those where you go a, a good a Minton on a good game you'd love in there, but Minton on a bad game you'd be fearing for your life. Um, so it's um, and it's just a shame, like you said, like both you and Nick have said, Clayton would be probably quite ideal. But yeah, again, what's the point of having a player who's only here for three games a season type thing? So
0: you you did say there. Obviously, it's not what we do now. Um, so that that is an interesting perspective to take. I suppose you could equally say something else we don't do now is win consistently or win well, so maybe changing things up could be the answer a little bit. Um, ben, Minturn or, uh, or Brewitt at CDN possibly?
1: Uh, do you know, I would, because I think Minton's played it in uh, a couple of years ago in the JPTs as well. Um, I think Minton's more comfortable with the ball, he can bring it out. Um, I would, and I think Bruit is more important in the back line. So I would personally have Minter there. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's ideal. I don't think either are ideal and the same with Clayton as well, but I don't think we'll see him again in Swindon. Um, but, uh, yeah, given the choice, get Mino there. I'd much rather that, and it gives the other two, um, fielders more, Freedom to go up front. I
2: guess the problem we've got as well, though, is he won't. And the only way he's going to get that to work is if he drops Khan. and he, he just isn't going to drop Khan. Um You know, yeah. I, obviously, I'm not
1: totally against Khan playing more further up anyway because he's good bringing the ball up. I, I guess he's not. I, he's not going to slip anyone in because he's not a great passer of the ball, as I said earlier. But I think his attributes are better going forward than they are defensive.
0: So, um, and he, he, has also, he offers. He offers
1: he offers a different. He offers a different option um, than the uh, than, say, like Khan who play next to him, or, or uh, Devoy who will pass the ball or better passes. Whereas Khan's more direct. He'll look to run at the players. He'll be, you know, he, he's quite strong on the ball.
0: Um so, so would you be more might, inclined then to suggest dropping Kane?
1: Yeah, um, so it would be Kane dropped and it would be Devoy and Khan because they complement each other.
0: And yeah, a lot of people are actually praising the work Kane and Devoy are doing together the
1: last couple I of think years. Yeah, Kane's got... played really well. Kane's played really well. Um, but I think he's very similar to Devoy, but not but as then good. You've also
2: got to remember that um, we've then got, um, I, think, oh, I forgot his name, lad from Leeds coming in as well. So,
3: and yeah,
2: Devoy Devoy would be a starter for the rest of the season because he's on loan. Um, yeah. So, uh, and like I say, like and I think I, could, I, I can under, I, I don't, I try not to berate him, but I just don't see the fascination with Khan. I mean, you just said it there. He can't pass forward. He can't yeah. defend. So that's two positions in midfield he can't do. Has he has he scored one goal this, since he's been with us? So he theoretically, yeah. he can't really shoot. Um, I mean, I sent a clip round of when he dribbled the ball, basically he held on for it to too long against New He did do that, yeah. Um, and he does that so often. Um you know so i just don't yeah he might work up but he got his token yellow card on on, on saturday as well um although apparently we don't know why that what apparently we don't actually know why that was because that came after our advantage um but the um yeah i just don't i don't i i would literally have no qualms in dropping Khan and i generally think if we took the, took the risk and did it i think we'd be surprised at the result um because yes if he's had, he's one another one of those if he's having a very very good day which happens once every forty-six games. Um, then he's going to—he's class. But other than that, he's bang average. I'm sorry, but if you can't pass the ball and you can't defend, you don't belong in midfield. You've got to be good at one or the other. That's why centre hmm. midfielders ideally a both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and I think we're also forgetting uh, players like Dwarzak as well. Yeah, Dwarzak, you know, good
1: play. They really weren't well, spread Agree. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Dwarzak could probably play in those holding roles. And then obviously we've got to think about Harry McCurdy as well Harry McCurdy can play in that 10 role instead of Kane if if needed Um so yeah there's just I think I think that's in my opinion that's what he needs to do he needs to he needs to drop Khan he needs to solve the CDM problem and drop Khan and, and play a different way because he won't drop Devoy because Devoy's on loan and there's probably some sort of financial agreement with MK that if he doesn't play we have to pay certain wages etc and I quite like Devoy to be fair I don't think he deserves to um, I don't think he would deserve to be dropped, but for me, and I'm happy for to be proven wrong. But if somebody can just send me some stats over that show me what Khan does that warrants his place in the team, um, then I'd quite happily eat the rest of this peanut butter cake
4: until I'm sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Kieran, you're the only one yet to have their say on the CDM role.
4: Yeah. Um... Out of Bruitt, if it's say if you're just talking out of Bruitt and Minton, probably Minton there uh, because he's not been he's not been great at the back, he's where he makes his mistakes, he'd have people to cover for him a little bit more. Um, and I think he'd be more comfortable going forward, um, further forward than Bruitt. So and I think he's has played that position more before. And um, I think Bruitt's more valuable in the back line for us. Um, but I agree with what he, I don't see what Khan brings to the team. He's so overrated. Like when when the rumour went round Rex were gonna pay 350k for him, I'd have driven him up there myself. Um if they were gonna pay that for him, if they were gonna pay 100 k for him, I'd still drive him up there. Um I don't he's not he just doesn't seem to fit in anywhere across that mid midfield very well. Um I would even try inclined to put Kane into set defensive midfield. Um And bring someone else in for bring and drop Khan and bring someone else in, or even try the void there. I would try anyone else but Khan there and try other people in the midfield because Khan has has a good game once every once in a while, but he's so inconsistent and he does nothing else. He's more of a liability than (coughs) anyone else on the side. Um, but I just try different people in there at the minute. We're we're sort of trial and and error of a lot of things. Um, and once something works, we might find an absolute. Gem, though, you might find Kane does even better. though, you might find Dvoyat does that but he's better there, or Dorzak, or even Minton. You say he, he'll come in and he'll do an absolute job there, and then we've, we've solved a bit of a problem. Um, I think if we're going to play him central defensive midfield, it was one mistake we made in the transfer window, but it, they're hard to come by as well. A good central defensive midfielder in this division. We had, we've had we only had one in my memory of recent years, and that was Louis Reed. and I think we were very lucky to have had him. And it was a shame how mm. that ended because. He he's probably the best central defence in this field, doing this this division, um, out and out of what of how we play and how we want to play. But he's he's out and out of the best of what is in division. Um, so it's hard, I know they're hard to come by, and it's probably just one we fell short on. But now we just need to try and find someone that can do there that, that's comfortable with the ball, can defend, pass going forward, and isn't too much reliability. Okay,
0: uh, so let's talk about the game itself then and uh Woody you've been you've been championing pretty much since his arrival so let's talk about Glatzel giving us the lead first uh, i think Kieran used the phrase earlier a well taken goal mm. which it was and, and showed some real good composure
2: yeah very good finish um i thought cuz he switched his feet to a stronger foot as well um cuz he's left footed yeah yeah so he's um you know and he's found that space and i was kind of referring to defending when we look at Brewitts, when the goal, the second, their second goal, yeah. the defending for our goal was equally atrocious. Um, you know, they've had 45 minutes of Glatzel running at them. They know he's pacey. And literally he's just gone. If you look at the replay, he's just split all four of them, all four. Yeah. Nobody's looking at him or anything. And it's, uh, so, you know, I think that's the defending we're looking at in league too, if I'm brutally honest, but um, you know, I, I don't want to take credit away from him. He's fought the ball down Well, um, those opportunities aren't easy. The keeper's done quite well to come quite quick off his line as well. Um, and uh, you know, it's and it looked promising, didn't it, at that point? Because I thought we were dominant in the first half. Um, yeah. and I thought Glatzel had got us off to a good start. And uh, um, but yeah, no, he's just like Nick said, his movement, it's just everything about him, you know. And I just, I really, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers, he stays fit in terms of because, um, if he, if he isn't going to provide us with some absolute, you know, some blinding games and it's either going to, if he doesn't get injured and then he'll make a fair few quid for us and, uh, in the future anyway. So yeah. um, hopefully as long as we keep him fit, he's a, we ain't going to lose out. We ain't going to lose on him.
0: Um, just on the previous point, Pete said, Garner on comms mentioned that Louis Reed was the most important player that was signed when he was manager. Yeah. Um, so on on to the, the second half, then the lead only lasted, what, six, I think it was six minutes uh, before things were levelled up. And, and it just seemed to be a, a complete turning point, Swindon taking the lead, uh, Kieran, because uh, even if you just go back and watch the, the highlights or you listen back to the show, or whatever, it seemed like Swindon were maybe not completely dominant, but they seemed a the better side. Uh, and then, as soon as they went a goal up, Newport just flooded back and, and it was a completely different
4: game. Yeah, it seems like, let's say, I think Gunning put it, bad habits, that it's exactly what happened under Flynn. We would go 1 0 up and think we could win a game. And early in the season, we would go 1 0 up and we would score two, three, four more quite easily without really chancing it. But then again, we were playing some very, some sides that are very, very poor at the start of the season, like you Crawley 6 nils that were a bit disjointed when we played them. They certainly weren't at the best to concede uh-huh. five at home all the we. Um, and it just seemed like we, we've yeah we've gone one nil up and we've sat back and we're going to try and ride out a one nil or even take a point there um, with our record there I'd, I'd take, and our away record at the moment. You take a point, but we need to be trying to get that second game goal to kill the game off, and it's something we've lacked all season and. That can't can't be down to the coaching, realistically, because the play they've had two different. They're doing it under two different managers now. It's down to the players. Just that's their mentality, and you can argue the newer ones shouldn't have that mentality. But if there's enough people around them going, "Oh, we're just going to sit back," and that's what we do, or whether that's be what they've been told to do by and it's it's the wrong thing, especially away from home. I would rather lose a game going all out, trying to kill the game off. Than going one and up and sitting back. I'd rather try and lose lose good than lose badly. I'd try and yeah, because you're gonna. If you go shit, if you go shit or bust in a game, you're gonna you're gonna win. A, you're gonna probably come away with more points than, than you'll lose. There's some games you shouldn't be doing that, and if it's a team that are gonna hammer you. Maybe not um, try and go forward, but Newport, they're beatable. Anyone in this division is beatable. And if you get that second goal, it can kill the game off. And you may still only walk away with a point, but at least you might actually walk away with a point. If you go one and up sit back, you're probably going to lose 2 3 1 to most sides in the division, no matter how, how especially at their home ground. So, and I think. Look, I think the five subs all coming on for debuts probably killed the game a little bit as well. Um, it's not going to help. A lot of them haven't trained with us this week, probably. I, I don't even think McCurdy had trained with us. I think he turned up to Newport on the first day by the, what it sounds like. Cause he came with every single pair of his boots on the coach. So I don't think he'd been at the club long and, and a lot of them wouldn't have had, even had a proper training session. So I think you, that's where you need to... Although we didn't have, you need to balance the squad out in that situation. Where we have got other options that we could bring in, Johnson's trained all week and played some more games. Um, even some of the youth lads, I know, or, or the younger lads, they could be involved and they'd have played some more games and just be more similar to what the game plan, rather than bringing in almost half a team of debuts on halfway through mid quarter through a half and and you're losing the game.
0: No, you're completely right. And Nick, I might be paraphrasing slightly, but I believe the quote from the advert um, from Gavin's post-match was, we conceded crap goals. It's almost as if he watches FRI every week.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, I wasn't sure with that, the first goal, the equaliser. I mean, Hepburn Murphy was left with three players <laughs> attacking him on that near post and the ball getting hit across. Um and I still can't decide whether the keeper should have done better. Um, initially that was my first thought. I the keeper should have um maybe got the ball, got it away. So, but I I, I didn't really get a great view of it, so I'm I'm not hundred percent on that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I, I mean that that was for I mean it Gunning did say well, maybe it was his fault and, and he takes some responsibility for it, which which is um, good to hear in one way, and you know, he's he's not just mm-hmm. chucking the blame on the players. But for, you know, from what Kieran was saying, and I slightly disagree because, all right, he brought five subs on. And how many times have we moaned that we aren't using our subs properly? we yeah. aren't giving them long enough or early enough. And at least I think he did try to win the game, and with the subs he's put on with the with the with the with the attack. With the attack Um, From the reports and and listening to various um, podcasts, it seemed to me that I think Kane was the key one that he took off that caused us to lose a bit in the midfield. Maybe that was a mistake. But obviously, I didn't see the whole game, so it's hard to say. But that seems to be the consensus of opinion that Kane was pivotal to to what happened in that midfield. Um, But, you know, I, I, I say fair play to gunning for actually going for it and, and and trying to get some out of the game. Um, and they're obviously a decent side. They've had some good results. Um, you know, they pulled two goals back against Man U. Um, their two forwards that scored have been on fire recently. Uh, and we never win there, do we? Was it once since about, I don't know, 1853 or something? It's bloody ridiculous. We can't get a result down there. So, and I, I, I'm not that disappointed with the result is such, as we, as I have been earlier in the season, whereas it was a, a decent performance, it stops people getting carried away. are oh, great, we've got a victory. We've got five, six, seven, nine new players, whatever it is. We're going to absolutely piss the league. It's a bit of a reality check. And, and, and uh, obviously, I will discuss it on Friday. But again, it's another key game on Saturday against a team with a new manager who's in form. So for me, reality check, he's got him on the grass for another week. Um, but I don't think he'll be scared to make changes. And it wouldn't surprise me if um, he does move players around and maybe drop Khan and, and put something different in, but it'd be interesting to see. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to going to the game on Saturday which I haven't done for quite a while. So I, I say fair, fair play to Gunning. The, uh, one other thing before I forget, I was going uh, to mention it saying, if you listen to his interviews, um, and I, I haven't done it yet, but get a count of the number of times he says, listen, when he's doing an interview, it cracks me up every time. So he, he must do it at least a dozen times. each interview. listen, listen. So uh, we'll do a count up and see how many we get.
0: Uh, Woody, I know you're a fan of a stat. So Glenn's just posted one there, which I'll, which I'll leave on the screen a little bit for you. In the meantime, Ben, um, I know, obviously, uh, with the substitutes and stuff, there there were a couple of, you know, sort of more cameo appearances and stuff. But do you think, even at this stage, Gunning will know why his preferred free up the top end will be? Now that we've got so
1: many options, I don't think he's made his mind up for the weekend. Um, I think he will make some changes. Uh, I don't think he'll start McCurdy yet. Um, he might give Albazadi again. Uh, Dernan, is it Dernan? Up front, he might consider giving Austin a bit of a blow, give a bit of a break, and starting the new striker. I, I, I don't know. He's got so many, he, he, can, he changed all three of them, didn't he? He's got such a a big choice of what he can do. And I I reckon he will rotate them all so they stay fresh and they stay fit. But, um, yeah, I don't think he knows yet. I don't think he's made his mind up, which is quite good, because if he doesn't know, then that fat James Corden doesn't know on the weekend, does he? Um, Let
0: me ask then about – You you throw me now – I've lost my train of thought of where I was going. Uh, Woody, I saw a lot of people on social media and, and it's interesting the difference between <laughs> sort of social media posts and some of the more um, succinct comments we get in the chat here. Uh, and I have to say um, huge from, um, uh, where am I going? Uh, from Peter, who's been quoting quite a few bits for us tonight. Uh There was an interesting choice of co-coms in terms of Ben Garner. And a few people criticised his performance on co-coms for some of the things he said. Other people were actually full of praise for the level of detail and honesty in some of the things he said. Um, What what did you think?
2: I thought he was the best co-com we've had all season, to be honest. I thought he was really good. Um, I think the... I I quite admired his honesty. I quite admired Hall's his, um direction of question as well, it, like asking deep down. But it was actually quite nice to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound really horrible when I say this, but most of the time when I listen to after to listen, I don't agree with hardly anything the co saying normally. Um, but I quite liked Garner was very analytical of the game, and he was picking up things that. He probably would have fixed himself in terms of if he was if he was still around. So I don't. I think he was probably and it probably helps by the fact he's probably the most modern, um, you know, the most modern co-coms we've had for for a while. Um, if you think about it, like there's no disrespect to the people like Steve Hale and um, what's the other guy that was at I think he was at Chippingham for a while. Um, yeah. oh, no, oh, it's bugging me anyway the other ones the normal ones we get on there um that because he's been there he's only he's been in league 2 only a couple of years ago you know or actually this year technically i'm on about with swindon um so he knows what he's he's looking at he knows what to expect he can talk well about what the opposition are going to bring and and things like that and and obviously um it, i just thought it was quite a i think Lowe strangers said it on their podcast i just thought it was quite strange that he was on it um, not that I was really complaining to be fair because, like I said, I thought he was he was very, very good. Um, and I thought his interview with Halls before it was very good, very transparent. Um, I have my own personal opinions on what I think of, um, of, of when he was leaving, but um, yeah, he's just, um, yeah, I thought I had no qualms, I think everything he was saying made sense. Um, a lot of the times it comes to the case where I hear the co cons and go, You're talking a load of bollocks. Um, but the, um, but yeah, it's you know it was good to hear. I mean, Paul Bowden's another one I don't mind listening to when he's on there, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, I got no qualms. I don't understand. I think people are still kind of wound up by this gone for an interview during the playoff thing. I think people are still wound up about that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, when is a good time to go for an interview? Um, because if you think about it right, if he goes to the interview before the playoffs. He's gone by the time the playoffs arrive, okay. If he goes for the interview after the playoffs and we've been knocked out, Charlton might turn around and say we're not interested in you anymore, you know. You you know. So, um, and I think it's, I think um, I just think that people need to let go a little bit sometimes. Garner did, with all due respect, in this new regime, Garner is still our best performing manager. Um, um I you may look mm-hmm. at Gunning's five games or wherever he's had in charge, um, but in terms of what he's achieved and what Garner had to achieve. And he admitted, and one thing I did really like about him was he was honest about his relationship with Chorley. You know, he didn't sit there and go, I took us to the playoffs. He said, I wouldn't, he basically said I wouldn't have done it without Chorley. Um, so, you know, I think it's, um, Hockaday, that's the one. Sorry. I've just seen in the chat, Dave Hockaday is one. I don't know if he was at Chippenham, but for some reason I associate him with Chippenham. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was fine. I genuinely thought he was fine. I don't see what everybody's issue. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, so the obvious follow-up question has come courtesy of Steve Brown and Kieran. I'll start with you. Would any of you have Garner back?
4: <sighs> if, it, if we if we could recruit in the way we did in the first season, give him basically give him a director of football he can work with, recruit in the same way we did that first season, then yes, I would have him back. I think he's a very very good coach. He might not give the most thrilling post match interviews and people argue that we should have got he should have got promoted to that team. He even admitted we should have got promoted to that team, but obviously it's a learning curve in hindsight of a lot of things. we were getting fatigued but we had a great run. We got into that playoffs. Um and it's all ifs, buts and maybes. But this is probably maybe a sign of how desperate def- def- we are. Um I definitely would have Garner back for the summer my my three managers that I would have would want us to hit list is Ainsworth, Duff and probably Garner is in that list as well, just off the pure facts of what he did for us. Um, and I think he's a very good coach and if we could recruit properly under him with young players um, in the sort of way we did want to go but it, yeah, it would have to be sort of recruiting. But I think we need to do that anyway with got other manager comes in because the current model of, of recruitment um, thus far hasn't proved very successful if it, if it is data driven but I have gone back because for me, a lot of Swindon fans are wound up about him not saying goodbye. Like fuck me, he was in the the job for a year. It's not some big thing. You expect some big love. Uh, Yeah, but
0: Kieran, you've got to to remember that we had fucking three days worth of YouTube goodbyes from two lone players.
4: (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was that was we, we I, don't, I don't think we even had an actual media team then to be fair so I think we he probably did write a goodbye somewhere it probably just didn't get email didn't get said there's some administrative error with it um because I don't want to do that or he'd given Austin a blow um but yeah I think a lot of the fans are ill feeling but I think he's a good coach I'd have him back um and yeah never say never football because Stranger things have happened. Harry McGurdy
0: come back when no one expected that to happen. So who knows? Uh, Jason asked before we ask the rest of the guys. Jason saying no Wellens,
3: no Wellens,
4: Mister Free. What? He's I can't see him leaving Leighton Orient anytime soon. Um, <laughs> he's doing a very very good job there. I would I probably less like to have Wellens back because I'm more pissed off about the way he left than the way Garner left because. Richie Wellens showed a complete disrespect to the club when he left by going to watch Salford. When Swindon were playing a game that night, I think we are playing Plymouth or something, but he went to watch Salford, Cambridge because he knew he was going to be going there or was in the interview for a jobs and just didn't bother to turn up to the club he was contracted to. And then all the Swindon fans still have a massive love in for him. I can't even remember if he said goodbye. He probably did because that's why they still love him. Um, But Wellins, again, Wellins is a good coach. He's done wonders in League 2 and he's proven he can do it in League 1 now, but he wouldn't be on my list because I purely can't see him being in contention for it because he's, he's not going to leave Orient. And I think if he's going to leave Orient it's going to be for a higher League One job um, or possibly low-end championship but I can't see him leaving anytime soon there because he's if you listen to like, obviously his interviews and stuff, he's very much built into the project there and it's a long-term thing and obviously as it's going well, what you, he knows the risk as anyone is anyone going somewhere else um, when things are going well somewhere.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, ben, Garner in.
1: He can bring Ben Chorley with him, absolutely. But um, he's not really had too much success in the other clubs he's been. I know he said he's not been promised the, but the budget that he, he, well, given the budget that he promised and there was extra factors on top. I think most managers would say that that have failed at a job. Um, so there's others I have ahead of him. But, you know, if he ended up, I, I wouldn't be making picket lines. And I know some fans are, like absolutely despise him. I don't, I don't at all. Um, I think, he, he, you know, obviously he does have the best record as a Swindon Town manager. He did tremendously well, him and surely getting the team together off the floor to make the playoffs. So I think some credit does go towards, towards that. Um, Yeah, but I, 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 I'd, I'd be more happier because of his recent records. If he turned up with Ben Chorley, I think I'd be really excited then. Speaking um,
0: of which, uh, Peter asked, uh, where the fuck is Ben Chorley? Now, we spoke about this not so long ago, and is he not somewhere down south?
2: He's in France, isn't he?
0: Oh, is it France? No, I, I, I don't know why I, I had Portsmouth in my head. He's, That's sure really down
2: south. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's at Southampton, is he
3: not?
2: I thought he was in France. That's where he's a director of football at some <laughs> French club. Nah, it's lucky's year there and
0: Google every it.
3: fucking where. <laughs> he goes, got, he, some, he starts in case that someone's fucking pensionery,
0: he gets the <laughs> ferry, ferry over from Southampton. He, he was at Portsmouth <laughs> Caught the ferry from <laughs> Southampton over to France. <laughs> Dear me. Uh Jason's saying Southampton as well.
3: No, Eze, Valencians Valencians FC. Wherever lies. Yeah.
4: That's the Probably some France. probably probably a Spanish club. That's France
2: too. That's France league too, Valence. That's my football manager <laughs>
0: they <are> <laughs> and then he's, the other Jason said he's, he's in Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> <We> want... <laughs> he's recovering <laughs> <Well, it>, <laughs> Yeah he's just gone to get the vehicle back that's all he's still he still works for Swindon. Yeah.
2: I, I was thinking about this this goodbye thing. We don't know how it ended as well with Ghana and whether he actually had an opportunity to say goodbye as well. These you know that that. <laughs> the football world can be a cruel world when it comes to getting rid of people and people leaving and things like that. It could be a case of, they just said, right, pack your office off. You go see you later. If you want to go to Charlton, so be it. Um, So yeah, it's, um, I I wouldn't, again, it's one of those things, I think similar to what Kieran said, I wouldn't read too much into it, into it. He didn't, he didn't owe us anything by saying, you know, or anything like that. Um, he did, he did a very good job in my opinion. Um, Yes, should he have got promoted with that side? Maybe. Do I think he should have got? He would have got promoted the season after. Definitely. I think. I think we would if he had um, been given the back and he was given the first. But then you've also got to think that, like I say, he he kind of didn't really have a preseason with that side. And look what he did without a preseason. Um, so it's yeah, I think. And we had a little bit of a rebuild in January that year as well, didn't we? If I remember rightly, there was a few yeah. players that we had to. Um, Swiss out, well, and that, was,
0: that was like Simpson out and Davison in, wasn't it that yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So when you really think about all the factors, he actually did a pretty good job. I know, I know, definitely you, fee think that he massively underachieved that season, but yep. um, I, you know, I, I'd still disagree with that slightly. But the um, it's, you know, it's. I think would I have him back? Yeah, I wouldn't say no to him coming back um, if. I do think there's potentially options out there. I mean, I would I'd like Gainsworth, I'd like um Duff, you know, the, I think those are guys. I think Wellens is a stupid suggestion. Um, he's not going he's not coming anywhere near us because two reasons. One, because if he's struggled with the budget he had when he was here under power, who did give him quite a big budget, he ain't gonna like it here, is he? Um now. So and not only that, Wellens, in my opinion, is just on the way up now, really. I think he's you know, he's had his kind of old did good, did well with Swindon. Um, and now he's got found a founder club that he's going to be comfortable at probably the next three, three, three odd years or whatever. Um, and he's building a good squad there. So, why would he want to leave? Why would he want to leave Leighton, or especially to come down anyway? So, um, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't say no to Ghana, but I do think he needs someone better. I want to say above him, but working with him. Um, although apparently according to some people on social media our recruitment team are now the lord and saviors um because of uh, because of a successful week on transfer deadline week um which obviously Saturday hopefully quiet them a little bit
0: Bears fruit
3: um
0: Nick finally you
3: um, I, I, I don't know really on 50 50 if he did it'd probably be okay i, I mean to be fair I mean I la- I missed the last few games leading up to getting in the playoffs. So that and from from what my memory is that was all the exciting football prior to that. Some of the football played was pretty dire. It it, it 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 from what I can remember it wasn't great. Also um, a couple of things one he he did talk about the reason he didn't have sort of a a, a goodbye to Swindon was he said there was about three weeks of nonsense where the where the contracts were being negotiated and discussed between Swindon and Charlton in the packages, and and he was in a position that he couldn't really do anything. Um, maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. I don't, you know that's that's what he came across and said. And and the other thing he talked about why it went wrong at Charlton and Colchester because he was made promises when he went into the clubs and within days those promises didn't happen. Um, And I don't think he would come into it, even though, yes, we've had a bit of good recruitment and timing's everything, but the basket case we are at the moment, I think that's the last thing he wants to do is come back to us because, you know, who knows what's going to be going on next season. You know, Um, if we had new ownership and it was different and uh, things were on a sounder footing, yeah, maybe, but... At this stage, you know, if I was here, I'd stay a million miles away from us.
0: Well, um, oh, oh, go on, Ben. Five feet, just
1: over your right shoulder, you've got a pair of eyes in the background just staring at you. Is
3: that the cat?
1: <laughs> Where? you see? No.
0: Yeah, there is.
1: What,
2: what are you talking <laughs> about?
1: Over your <laughs> I've just been noticed watching it and it's like there, you've just got like the stand person staring the at you. The window. What are you
3: talking left about? The <laughs> to, your, to the left.
1: There's like little glow up eyes like that, just staring at yeah. you. Oh, that is that is spooky. It's
0: Like where where am I pointing? Yeah, right at right
1: you where you're pointing at, there.
0: That's that's the lamp that I normally have on in the background. Oh, there's light
1: twinkling off it then. It's causing some sort of effect it, it's, that's... It's, made...
0: I think it's... Because it's facing me, the light off this is shining on it.
1: Ah, that must, must be. It looks like you've got, like, a sand person glaring at you or a ghost. <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the staring at me? I'm the only
0: person in the house <laughs>
4: that you know of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, dear me. <laughs> Thomas is even trying to point out to me in the <laughs> chat as well. See,
4: everyone can see it. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear me. No, it's not eyes staring at me. It's just a lamp reflecting some other light. Um, Does anyone have anything specific they want to talk about Newport before we move on? (laughs) No? Well, I do just like to say, I mean, as someone who admits uh, they don't get to half as many games as they'd like to, I love it when I get pictures and videos of, well, I mean, of anything Town related, but in particular... Uh, when I get sent videos of just how drunk Rich is at away games, uh, oh, it's very brilliant. it's very much appreciated. So, I saw uh, one particular video where there were lots of people that I recognised. I saw the likes of the Archers, and I uh, got pictures of Danny and Garth, and things like this. And everyone seemed to be having a good time. And then I got a, I got sent this video, which had Rich, who seemed to have had a couple of local beverages. Uh, for eighteen plus, please drink responsibly. <laughs> and uh, Needless to say, I got a follow-up message to say, is Rich on the pod on Monday? I said, I won't know until Monday. And the follow-up message was, if he does come on, whatever he says is an absolute lie. He does not have a fucking clue what happened in that game. He was hammered before it started.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but that's standard. I He's love that. it. It's a great effort for a 12.45 cough as well. <laughs> well
4: <laughs>
0: I know. I did see that he tweeted, I think, I'm guessing he went by train and he said, I don't know why I do this to myself, going to Newport away, already hung over.
1: He must be stinking. He said he must have been stinking about six o'clock because you're sober up a little bit, don't you? Then that headache kicks in day to drinking. It's horrible.
0: Um. But uh, <laughs> look at Robo just coming in on that previous for- bed. But Kid L bed might be sleeping with one eye open tonight now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm big and brave. I'm big and brave. I'll, I'll happily get to sleep after this. No worries at all. Um, but yes, uh, thank you for people who do send me pictures and videos and stuff. It always entertains me. And I love seeing what Swindon fans are getting up to on away trips. Uh, hopefully it won't be too long before I'm there joining you at another one very soon. Uh, let's go around the grounds. Let's just uh before I do that, quick comment here from PO said uh management Gav assisted by Chaz seems to be penciled in for next season. Garner may end up at Walsall or similar. Uh and that's something else that's been pointed out before that there was all that talk about no additional coaches being brought in, but but Charlie does seem to be playing some sort of tactical role on the pitch and on the sidelines, kind of directing traffic. Woody I know you notice this uh Last week at
2: the at the home game, yeah, I think he's definitely very heavily involved in that side of it. I think um, uh, I even think somebody was saying I can't remember who it was that put in the chat about him him kind of leading the way a little bit and you know really coaching the players along, which was always going to he was going to do naturally anyway, right? That's why mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring him back. But um, I I'd be very I don't necessarily disagree with what Peter's is saying in terms of that. You know, if Gav finishes the season well, I think I'm sure most of us would say, yeah, give him it. If he finishes it well, um, then he probably deserves his shot. And it wouldn't surprise me um, if Chaz is then kind of a, I hate saying Chaz. I don't know why, um, is then suddenly like a player assistant manager. I don't think this is his last season, if I'm brutally honest, but I do think he'll move into a player coach type role um, if he's here next season.
0: OK, uh, let's go around the grounds then in what was a, a better weekend for anyone who wasn't the Swindon Town men's side. Um, so Highworth, um, they won 4-0 in what was the their last game before they resume uh, the FA Vars Cup run. Uh, so big win that for Highworth, Swindon Supermarine, I think came from behind to draw 2-2. Um, and that's a great result for them because they were against Tottenham, who are playoff chasing in that division. Uh, so great result for them. Swin and Town women were involved in one of the tightest games I've ever seen. Um, yeah. They, they ran out 15 0 winners away from home to Chelsea. Um, Definitely
4: not like watching
0: paint dry, was it? <laughs> <laughs> certainly wasn't. Um, and uh, it might not have been 15 0, Woody, but not a bad result for Bassett either.
2: No, no. Um, yeah, we, we beat Stockwood 6-1, um, which which hopefully puts us in good start for the rest of the season. It's strange saying that, but uh, I'm a bit gutted we conceded, actually, because I think I said on Friday that... You needed goodness, plus six need a plus-six goal difference. We need plus-six plus at the moment, really. Um, and, you know, obviously that's an uphill task at the best of times. But um, the and I was a bit annoyed because there was definitely about five, six minutes injury that should have been added on. And we played about 30 seconds injury time, um, which, which annoyed me a little bit because stock would have to their own admission as well, but tiring. Um, I had chucked another, I had chucked another forward on just to try and see if we could get that, you know, get that seventh goal. Um, but yeah, he, he blew up a bit too early. Um, but yeah, no, well, well, happy with the girl, I think, um, it doesn't obviously solidify third place, but as uh, second place, sorry, but it does it does help us in that cause. It opens that gap between us and Stockwood. Um, we still got Stockwood to play at home as well. Um, the pitch, the pitch was dreadful. Um, in the nicest respect, um, we really had to change, uh, adapt our game slightly for that. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, but no, I'm happy with it, um, and I think the Southie. Swindon game, I wouldn't look too much into it if I'm brutally honest. Um, Chelsea are not that level that they were a couple of, you know, last year. Um, I'm going to be honest. And in fact, I am going to say this. I'm a little bit disappointed in Swindon's Twitter. Um, not the men's, well, the official clubs one, the women's one. Um, right. You know, I thought um, they put out a tweet saying too easy for Annie. Um, i just i don't know that sometimes there's a level of decorum you should really have when it comes to you know annihilating a team like that with all due respect and uh, so I, d- I don't know if i called out a dig if you like but um because i'll just get called bitter for it anyway probably um but it's just um yeah i wasn't a big fan of that to be fair i think yes i'm not against reporting big score lines in a in a competitive game but you know to kind of Come out with a tweet like that. I just thought it was a bit, and I think there was another one as well that somebody said on the sideline as well, where our game on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I just think that let's just be careful what you're what, what you're tweeting in those situations because Swindon will be on the end of not necessarily a fifteen nil, but they'll be on the end of the thrashing one day, and they won't like it if somebody's doing that to them. So um, my understanding is is it's not the two media people who are doing a good job by all accounts but they're not football media people and I think if you're a football media person I don't I don't know Kieran you've done social media for for football clubs if you're smashing a team like that you you kind of just be careful on what you're tweeting don't you a little bit yeah
4: 100% you don't go and yeah some of those tweets that come out, it was a bit like, you know, she got to show some decorum and some respect to your opposition. There's, everyone knows that if they're scoring, I think the five or six goals per as a player, yes, it is too easy for. I don't think you need to spell it out and say, one you don't want it to come back and bite you on the ass one day?" Because people find tweets, and you're one of the bigger names in that in in this league as well, and in the women's leagues, um, and people will find that tweet later on when something goes wrong. <laughs> so always be careful.
0: No, hundred percent, hundred percent. We are we are planning to hopefully have some Bassett related content in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, more on that to follow. But uh, it, again, if we pull off half of what we're thinking, uh, it should hopefully be be decent viewing for everyone concerned. Um, and, as I say, they, uh, Highworth's next game is is the continuation of their Vars Cup run, so we'll discuss that more um, on Friday, but we obviously wish them the, the very best of luck in that one. And, and you know, we I noticed uh, it's a big day for Swing and Supermarine today because they, they've appointed their first ever CEO, um, uh, which is a, a gentleman, that, a name that some people might be familiar with for his time of Imagine Cruising as well, and and a big step. Um, and Woody, when when teams in non-league are starting to make these developments, it can only be good for them, can't
2: it? Yeah, I thought it was quite. I don't, don't want to say a, a weird move, but it was. I just thought, like CEO of Supermarine is Jez. You know, obviously Jez Webfront, It's a good. It's a well-run club, Supermarine. Um, but it's. I just wonder if I don't know. Maybe he's taking a bit of a step back, or, or...
0: too busy celebrating know. all these last-minute not... equalisers and winners <laughs> yeah. that they're having at the minute. Um,
2: might be getting a bit more involved with Swindon for all we know. Um, but, the, um, but yeah, so it's um, yeah. But fair play to him if you've got the, I guess budget's the right word if you've got the budget to to appoint people in those positions. And why not? You know, I've always said um, you be as professional as you want to be. You know, whether you're an amateur club, you either do things professionally or you work towards being a professional. So um, you know, fair play to Martin. I think he's quite a Swindon fan as well, isn't he? <coughs> yeah yeah he's quite a, quite a big Swindon fan so um you know it's uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to kind of link up supermarine and swindon a little bit more on that side which has worked in the past we can't deny it has worked in the past when we've had a bit of a bit of a link up with supermarine but um i think i can't remember which football manager it was but they were list- listed as a as a feeder club on on one of the football managers a few years ago <laughs> so um But yeah, it's uh, and but obviously they've got good facilities up there and that, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, um, there's a little bit of little bit of sandwich making there. So, um, but yeah, no good move. I, I, you know, we always I think real non-league fans always want to see progression for non-league clubs without overspending, and hopefully his role um, will create that overspend. We've seen it at the likes of Dorkin, and we've seen it at at teams clubs like that who have. kind of tried to create that professional setup. Um and they've done well out of it. You know, I think who's the who's the team that's at the top of conference at the moment, National League at the moment? Chesterfield. Um, no, I'm not thinking of Chesterfield. Uh, um, um, I want to say it began with B. They're in the top, is it Bromley? Bromley. The top, yeah, top top six are they possibly um but yeah like they're a club that seem to be doing stuff out off, off the pitch quite well. Um, as well so it's good to see it's good to see and it shows that the only negative I would say is does it show that there's a bit of money chucking around in non-league now which there always is you tend to say especially the lower levels you tend to say the team that will win the league is always the team that's chucking the money around especially if you look at things like Hellenic League and things like that Um, whoever tends to chuck the biggest wage bill around will tend to win the league Um, and it's not that much different when you go at the Southern League so you know, is there even more money now being chucked around kind of the national leagues now north and south as well? So but no, no. but I, I wish him all the best um, and I'll keep I'm quite looking forward to seeing how the, him being a, you know, effectively in charge of operations up there. See what Supermarine do, see what they do now. What, what is their next step? Are they looking to expand? You know, there's quite a small clubhouse up there still. Um, you know, are they looking to expand what they do up there? Are they looking to purchase more? Are they going to do more with the rugby club and the bowls club up there? It'd just be quite interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, just uh, because I know, again, that you like fact checks when you say things, Bromley are currently second in the National League. I thought so, yeah.
2: I forgot about Chesterfield because I forget that they're actually National League, to be fair, after time.
0: <laughs> forget that they're, that they're 19 points clear of Bromley having played two games more. So it's kind of like Bromley atop of the rest of the National League. Because mm. Chesterfield have already walked it, essentially. Um, I, yeah. I did hear um, on OSC earlier as well. We spoke, obviously, on Friday. We got the instant reaction to Swindon Town Academy's uh, big win in the FA Youth Cup. Um, and I did hear Vic suggest that the Burnley Bristol City game uh, is actually being played this Wednesday, so we'll find out yeah. midweek who the opposition are. Um, but while I was doing a little bit of research uh, just before this show, um, something that seems to have gone quietly without anyone really mentioning it is tomorrow, Swindon Town Academy are back in action against Oxford, and Ooh. no one seems to have mentioned it. Uh, is it the Corinian Stadium in Cirencester? where it's being played. so uh, right. Swindon, Swindon Town Academy. Ben, if you're not at Swindon versus Oxford, <laughs> <laughs> then questions need to be asked. But yeah, so tomorrow, I believe, Swindon Town Academy versus Oxford United uh, yeah. in Sirencester. So again, as we always say, if you can go and support any Swindon Town side, please do. Uh, I'm sure they'd appreciate the support, especially in such a local derby.
3: Wait, um, is that just the league game then, Fifey? Uh,
0: I... I don't know
3: the specifics but i'd imagine so yes i, just I, think, it's, they play I it. think it's one of the they ones don't don't they don't normally play it siren do they i know they train up at the at the ag, they, well, well university is, is now what luciano ag college
1: yeah they've had a few games there i think i think i've noticed there's been a few um a few matches i don't know if it's a regular thing or not um they'll,
2: they'll, they'll show not speak but the um it's uh yeah, because I think the women's development play at Siren Sester College as well, um, as well. Oh, right. So I think there is a bit, of, maybe a bit more talking in Siren Sester since they pissed Fairford off. Um, but the um, yeah, I think actually, to be fair, I forgot it was at the Crinium tomorrow. I might even go up and watch. To be fair. It's nice. Uh, there's I a mean, nice, nice little
1: stadium, Crinium. Nice little stadium. I like. I
4: like. have just got. the uh, midday kick off now.
1: Was <laughs> oh, it? Yeah, kick-off? we will make
4: day kick off.
0: Jason's suggesting it's a midday kickoff uh, again. Okay, if, off. if you can make small talk, I'll I can fact check that for you. Um, so oh, ben, oh, what did you have oh, for oh, your oh.
1: dinner? Uh, my dinner, I had McDonald's,
0: oh. to McDonald's don't get you, I had McDonald's. McDonald's, I had the
1: stack, you know, you know, the, the, the <laughs> little <laughs> stack thing. Hmm? Uh,
0: the
4: final day, it's the final day tomorrow for that steakhouse stack. That's I mean,
1: that why we had it big today.
4: Yeah. Back on went to the seventh lads. Oh, Big, big Tasty's back.
1: Bag. Big Tasty's back. Now, and the McSpicy, with, and the with or without and bacon, obviously...
0: Uh, yes, without bacon, the and shit. I was
1: watching TikTok oh, okay. as well. And there's, a, there's an American bloke who reviews me eating English food. And he was reviewing, like, um, McDonald's. And there is... I've not seen this before, but I want to try one. You know those um, apple pie things you get that are boiling hot that burn like hellfire? You can get, like, a Galaxy pie, yeah. one. Yeah, the Apple Pie. Yeah. They do a Galaxy one. I've, I, how long have I been doing that for? I've not noticed oh, that before. It's Why don't try one?
0: It came out like on their festive menu.
1: Yeah. Did it? Like and it's good. just hang about. i have to try one of them because like, I really want one because they look that, really nice. Go- you that, made
4: think the think Galaxy, galaxy chocolate. Mm? Galaxy's going with
0: a, with a raspberry and
4: white chocolate one. I know you don't like the fruit.
1: No. I like chocolate. <laughs> eat half of
2: it. Just eat, yeah, I eat Siren have good Wi Fi. I could work from the Siren Sister Football Club tomorrow or something.
0: I've heard of working home from, from home. Yeah, I work from home. But can you work from football? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I tell that. I think I did do. I did do some work. Before that. That's it. Yeah.
1: So did you, yeah. Say you do some scouting or something?
2: Just some sc- what for for for, what? for a manufacturer <laughs> for a company <laughs> that manufactures. <laughs>
4: Well, to me, they're not always going to have a football career. So.
2: What are you like a building boiler fan?
3: <laughs>
0: and on that chirpy note, I think that's the perfect time to bring tonight's episode to a close. Uh, gentlemen, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend the last 90 minutes in your company. Thank you very much. And to everyone in the chat, uh, I appreciate your comments throughout. Uh, please do continue the discussion on our socials and uh, get involved with basically anything. Send us anything you like through the week. Our mailbag's always open and anything of interest I'll put to the panel on the next live show. Um, but until then, uh, good luck to the to the Academy tomorrow against Oxford and uh, we will see you again on Friday. From me and the team, wishing you a very, very good night. Take my hands Take my whole life To I can't help Fall in love With you Up the back, up the back, think you word.